Welcome to Coffee and Tea with SNL. Everything you love about your favorite coffee shop, all wrapped up in a podcast. I'm Lisa, and I'm passionate about tea, travel, good food, and great conversations, and anything that makes me grow. I'm Sabine, and I create spaces that people enjoy. I'm also a wife, mother of two, a coffee lover, and enjoy a great scented candle. We're two great friends committed to living our best lives and seeing others live theirs. Welcome to Coffee and Tea. Hi, Lisa. Hello, Sabine. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm really excited about today's chat. Today, we are interviewing Sandra Florvella, who I've been wanting to have on the podcast since we got started. I was like, she was always one of the people on my list. I'm like, I would love to interview her one day. But she is the founder of Haitian Businesses. She's the co-founder of a tea brand called IT, a play on Haiti. And she's a board member of a nonprofit called Sow a Seed. So hi, Sandra. Hello, ladies. Hello. How are you? Hi, Sabine. Hi, Lisa. Thank you so much for having me. It's an, it's an absolute, absolute pleasure to be here with you today. Thank you for being here. So we're going to start out with sharing what's in our cup. So Sandra, do you want to go first? Sure, I'll go first. I'm actually sipping on some Moringa tea. Nice. And um, yeah, it's a very awesome tea, very good for uh, boosting the immune system. When you have a minute, look it up. It's one of the best things you can have, especially during this time, because a cup of Moringa have seven times the vitamin C of a cup of orange juice. So it's like I'm drinking seven cups of orange juice right now. <laughs> Lisa, your dad would be so happy. My dad would be thrilled. So Moringa is, so I'm Nigerian and Moringa ah. is huge in Nigeria. And yes, and actually my dad gets so passionate about this because you know it's something that they've been using in Nigeria for centuries probably yes and then for the longest time people would downplay that and say no you need to use pharmaceutical meds for you know high blood pressure or whatever and now there's a whole swing towards oh no moringa is really great for you and so he was kind of annoyed by how how long it took people to get behind moringa so he would be right there with you on the moringa tea yes I'm loving it (laughs) Lisa, what are you drinking? Okay, so I'm so I'm gonna throw Sabine under the bus very lovingly. <laughs> okay, go <laughs> right ahead, throw me under the bus. It's fine. So I'm the tea <laughs> drinker out of the two of us. Um, I don't know if you knew that, but so I'm always drinking a tea, and I'm like, how am I gonna sit here and drink a different tea than Sandra's tea? But um, Sabine hasn't shared her stash, and I have not ordered my own tea. But so I will. I can't wait to try your tea. In the meantime, I am just drinking an herbal. Um, blend actually just some ginseng tea on this end because I kind of stayed up too late last night and need the energy and the focus but drinking yeah a tea with like mango and ginseng on this end Ooh, sounds delicious it really is actually yeah she always has like an eccentric blend of tea and I'm usually the coffee drinker I usually have like a latte or a special ground but today I had to I finally ordered your tea I eat tea and I decided to go with the lemongrass Yay! As soon as I opened it, I'm like, oh, the aroma of lemongrass. (laughs) And I put a teaspoon of raw honey. And let me tell you, I've been telling, I'm almost finished drinking it, actually. (laughs) I feel like it brings memories of like my childhood (laughs) when my mom used to make tea. 
It is so good, but it's not overpowering because sometimes the taste of lemongrass can be overbearing, but I, I love it. It's very refreshing. I love the packaging that the tea bags come in and I love how you add information of some of the health, you know, the health benefits of it. Like yes. lemongrass, it contains folic acid, it has vitamin B1, B5, B6. And I love that you also mentioned that it detoxifies the pancreas and kidneys and reduces the, uh, body temperature during fevers and colds. So love it. Thank you so much. Yeah, Glad you're no enjoying problem. It. I'll be ordering more. So today we're changing the name of the podcast. It's TNT. Is that exactly. it? Exactly. TNT. <laughs> I'm sorry for all of my coffee lovers. Usually I represent coffee, but <laughs> today it's TTNT. Today, exactly. yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, actually, while we're still on the tea topic, so I mean, it, it's obvious to me that you picked these teas very carefully with, you know, kind of intention based on what they do and how they heal us. Like, can you talk a little bit about that while we're still in the cafe section of our podcast? Like, how did you pick your teas? Why those teas? Absolutely. Love to. Uh, well, the idea originated from my daughter. At eight years old, she decided to, she loved to drink tea. She was blessed enough to grow up with her grandmother who would always serve tea. So she developed a love for tea. And so those are the type of flavors that she ended up liking at first. And uh, when she had the idea to combine the name, the, the word Haiti and the word tea together to come up with the brand, I thought it was brilliant. We tried to do a private label here in the States. But the taste did not uh, really reflect to what we know that um, how we would taste in Haiti, just like Sabine just referenced, the aroma gets to you, then the taste gets to you. It's, it's a little different than what you'd find, uh, the lemongrass uh, you'd find in stores here. So the fact that the, the brand name is, you know, uh, is reflecting Haiti, we wanted it to not only have the authentic taste, uh, from Haiti, but it also we also share the full organic benefits of each and every tea, and at the same time we're able to put people to work in Haiti. So it was a process that would have been so much easier if we did the private label here in the states and so much cheaper. But we uh, there were so many benefits that lined up into uh, getting the tea directly from Haiti that uh, it made sense to uh, use that and to be able to share all those, the tea benefits with each and every product. And I mean, this time there has never been a better time for people to drink tea, to keep your, you know, boosting your immune system, to look up all the benefits that are in each and every one of those herbal teas, because, you know, it, we won't prevent you from getting anything these days, but it would definitely keep your immune system strong. So when it, anything comes to it, to, to, to fight it back. So that was our goal to keep, you know, to, uh, uh, to, to not only share the taste of what uh, something that's from Haiti tastes like, but to also help our community, you know, stay on the healthier side by sharing those, uh, those healthy benefits with each team. And we'll go in depth with, you know, your business and how you got started. But I'm curious, since we are still on the tea topic, how did you even go about like your daughter had this idea and you wanted to bring the authentic taste of, you know, having those elements, those organic elements, like you said, in Haiti. But how do you even, where did you even get started with that? With where to get your resources, where to go? Oh, it was a good nearly two and a half to three year process. 
to not only we made sure we had a distributor that not only could sustain the product um, going, but to also have the top quality. So we went through a process of doing testing with several different companies down there, several distributors. And so when we found the one that we wanted to, you know, do business with, we, you know, did the tasting. We ended up trying several different products, but decided to, to start the line with four products, which were mint, basil, ginger, and the lemongrass. And then a couple of months later, we added two more flavors. But the consistency of the taste is uh, um, exactly what Sabine just said, how people feel like they're back home when they're drinking tea uh, back in Haiti. That to us was, um, uh, was, you know, not only us, our team, but we had other people in our circle try the tea from several different companies. And when they tried that one, it was the top, the, the, the top, the top of the line when it comes to taste and the quality. So we, of course, went with that company and selecting them to be our distributor for our tea. So it's, uh, it's an excellent process that keep all women farmers uh, at work in Haiti and some women in, in the lab where they process the tea bags. And we're very proud of that process. I love that. I love that. Creating jobs and opportunities that might not have been available. Yes. So, yeah. Thank you. Well, thank you for sharing your tea story. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I'll take a sip on that. <laughs> Before we go further, let's take a bit of a step back and have you just kind of describe, I guess, yourself and your business. When people ask who you are and what you do, how do you answer that question? Well, Sandra Florvella is the name uh, originated from Haiti. And the love for my country is something that was in me. Uh, it's something that was just there naturally and each day keeps growing. I remember visiting the Citadel with my father when we were, I was just uh, probably six and a half, seven, somewhere between there. I don't remember the exact age. But hearing the story of how the Citadel, which is the, the Citadel is the, biggest fortress in the uh, Western Hemisphere, sitting on top of uh, this mountain at 3,500 feet. It's just, not 35, 35,000, <laughs> I'm sorry. So it, it is absolutely breathtaking. And to hear the story on uh, how, you know, my ancestors were able to accomplish these things uh, fuels me to even be, uh, uh, you know, to even love uh, my country even more, love my history and be and do whatever I can and however way I could to continue to share my culture, share my history in, in any way if I were able to do, I believe that someday I had that, you know, stuck in my mind. If I could help my country, help my community, I would definitely find a way to do that. And so I moved to the United States. Uh, um, I grew up in Haiti, especially in the north in a city called Cap Haitian, uh, then moved to the States with, with my parents at around 15 years of age. I went to school, studied business administration and worked in local government. And so it was, you know, things were, do I was doing well, doing good for myself. I uh, got married, have two kids, and but the there was a dire need in my heart to always do something for my community, and especially the position I occupied in um, in the city I worked for, which had to do with dealing with uh, um, outside vendors. So being in South Florida at the time, we were uh, using a lot of local businesses, and 
I couldn't really, in South Florida, we have a lot of a huge uh, Hispanic community and they were mostly the vendors that would come across my desk. And I said to myself, I know we have a large Haitian community and many Haitian professionals in our community. Why can't I find those businesses uh, uh, to give those opportunities that the city had? And so I started to look for those businesses and uh, it came, it just uh, became a passion of mine to search for them. And so before you know it, I had to open up this uh, public platform called Haitian Businesses where we do online promotion. It was just at first set up to just publish all sorts of Haitian-owned businesses worldwide, wherever they are. But it became, over time, it became really a online marketing agency where we deal with business branding, doing business promotion. So today we are, uh, uh, you know, we are serving hundreds of clients and worldwide and it's something that has given me so much joy and it has also made me see the the opposite of what we always hear from our community that we may not support one another but this have has proven to me that um, if we keep sharing the positive uh, news and we keep showing the, the the positive side of things that we can definitely make a change for the community because i truly believe if our if entrepreneurs in our community are doing uh, uh, better for their uh, through their businesses. We can actually have a stronger community and have a louder voice in being able to do better overall for our community. So Sandra, in a sense, is someone who um, who roots for uh, her community, roots for her country, for her people, and um, I'm overall someone who you know I of course love my God and do whatever I can to support my family, but uh, it's. Uh, I really want to see everything. If I could see everything come together, world peace, like the Miss Universe always said, is something that I'm, I would really love uh, to see. That's pretty much Sandra in a nutshell. I have to say that being a Haitian American, you inspire me. I mean, I found you a couple of years ago on Instagram. And since then, I've learned about so many businesses, Haitian businesses. Like I have, I bought um, Louis Mascutu from Creole Essence, who was uh-huh. on Shark Tank recently. Um, yes, you know, your yes, product, yes. Um, IET, um, the tea brand, um, the coffee brand um, that's based out of New York, Caribou. Um, yeah, there's just so many brands. I've yet to get the Liberators bag, but I do want to. I've been talking about it so much. I need to just get it. Oh, yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> um, but I've, I don't know. That's there's corona, just, corona related. <laughs> yeah, yes. And even the book, um, uh, Haitian uh, Revolution, uh, Women um, That Fought in the Haitian Revolutions, I just bought that book and read it. So you, I've learned about so many um, businesses that I don't know if I would have learned them on my own. Um, but just the fact that you highlight so many Haitian-owned businesses that are doing well, you know, like we don't hear that enough. Like, um, especially in our community. And so I just applaud what you're doing. Um, I went to one of your events in New York. Hope you have another one in New York because I'm in Philadelphia area. But I, I just in made so time. many, yeah, I just made so many connections with with other Haitian Americans and entrepreneurs. So yeah, I just applaud what you're doing. I love what you're doing. Thank you so much. It, it is, it's truly the essence of uh, what I do to have people like you and others who are 
um, who are following our platform to find out about who we are. Because unfortunately, there's a stigma out there that once you hear Haiti, there are certain images that comes to head, there are certain news, there are certain, a group of people that comes to mind. And so we want to change the narrative. It's similar to what Coalescence does, which is something that I, I mentioned quite often, is uh, growing up in, uh, in Haiti, or it probably might be the same thing in, uh, for Ni in Nigeria, Lisa, correct me if I'm wrong, but when you hear a, a, a street vendor or someone who sells castor oil, for me who grew up in Haiti, there's a certain image that comes to, to my mind automatically. It's this little... Um, you know, almost a middle-aged lady selling street, uh, the uh, castor oil in the street with her little gallon, not looking so clean. You know, that's the image that comes to head because that's what we grew up seeing the, 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 the castor oil vendor look, looking like. But a curl lesson literally took a product that we've had in our community for <laughs> ages and literally changed uh, the concept of how we see uh, uh, castor oil and on how they changed the narrative on how you would think about uh, castor oil for someone like me who had a previous uh, image of castor oil. So that's uh, the Haitian community. I believe in every uh, sector we can do that. Me, I've my mind is focused on uh, the businesses. Is what I'm trying to uh, you know change the stigma on how we see uh, Haitian-owned businesses and get to support the Haitian owned businesses instead of, uh, um, you know, sometimes say that, you know, Haitian uh, businesses are, you know, they lack this, they lack customer service, they like that, but instead highlight the ones that are doing great and hopefully inspire the ones who are not doing so well when it comes to the customer service and see the result of having good, good customer service and what it does for you and your brand. And perhaps I can inspire another to continue to do that instead of hopping online and criticize. I often, you know, and I'll criticize them. I often say, you know, pro promote what you love instead of wasting time bashing what you hate because at the end of the day, you know, karma, karma, it goes around. <laughs> Thank you. I love that whole promote what you love instead of bashing what you hate. So you you mentioned something in passing just now about how the something when um, Sabine mentioned the liberators bag, you said that's Corona related. I guess I want to acknowledge, first of all, that we are in Corona times at the moment. We're all self-isolating in our respective homes. We're in quarantines, as one toddler said the other day. Um, but I guess how has that how are you how are you doing with that? How has that affected business for you where which space are you in around that uh, well um luckily for me the for the haitian businesses side it has it was a um a virtual business where i dealt with most of the clients online so for the most part it's not uh not affected directly but however i do have clients who uh, for example, in the restaurant business, chefs, I have clients who are, uh, you know, realtor who are seeing, uh, who are being impacted uh, directly. So when, with those clients, they're, you know, using different strategies to perhaps educate, use, use their time or use their platform to do much more um, educational, uh, um, you use educational projects. And because, you know, the time we, you know, people's attention has flipped, you know, not, not a lot of people thinking of, you know, of moving forward with, uh, um, with, for example, like a real estate transaction. They want to, you know, check the finances, make sure everything's, you know, in, right, in the right place to go through this pandemic, unfortunately. So we uh, actually 
in the next few days, we will be, uh, you know, hosting a session to, to share options with businesses as to what they could do to, uh, during this time to, to boost their business, to amplify the work that they do, and perhaps seeing, seeing their work in different, uh, uh, like in a different, uh, different ways they can bring revenue because we are going through different times and things are changing like us. Look at us here today. We're recording this. <laughs> We're recording this over the phone, whereas we would have been a face-to-face conversation. So things are changing. Everything's changing. We just need to, you know, use different strategies to being able to maintain our day-to-day lives. Yes. Yep. Totally get that. And um, you mentioned part of what you are doing for your self-care, which is just making sure you're boosting your immune system. Yes. Is there I guess, is there anything else that you are doing either at this time or I guess when it comes to business, do you have some strategies that you've used to pick yourself up at a time when you were either stuck or down? I'd say definitely uh, one needs some time. You need some time, some me time to clear your head because I believe that's one of the best ways to even bring more inspiration to you by taking a break, by pausing to be able to refuel yourself, re-energize and get back to work. But this is a time where we, most of us weren't finding enough time to do everything we could do to put the bit, to put our businesses or to put our personal lives, you know, in the space where we wanted it. But this is a time where we have extra time on our hands to do these things, whether it's a, a declutter space on your computer, whether it was your logo, you wanted to rebrand your business. Now it's the time your graphic designer is not going anywhere now. Sit down just together and, you know, work on rebranding the business. Uh, work on, you know, look out there to see if there are any grants or loans that would help your business because there are several nonprofit organizations along with federal government who are offering uh, some options. So those are all the different aspects and strategies one can use to you know to bring to keep your business afloat and hopefully make it versatile enough to survive both in a world where we have to be self-distant or if we do come back to where we where things are normal uh, for us again yeah that's true this has changed business from how we know it. Um, but we are, as humans, we are social creatures. So hopefully, you know, in the coming future, this year, whenever, we'll be able to get back to being social again. But yeah, it's our new normal is, is, uh, has changed from what we've known it before. I want to kind of change gears a little bit and talk about investing in Haiti. I was talking to a couple of family members, actually, and I told them I was going to be talking to you. And it sparked a lot of conversation with, I guess, for someone like me, for example, who is a Haitian American, and even like my husband, who's American, we had the privilege of going to Haiti last year. We were able to go to a lot of different hotels, and I hadn't been to Haiti in 20 years, so I really got a chance to kind of see the lay of the land a little bit, and a lot has changed in in 20 years. But for someone who is interested in investing either back home, you know, if their family's from Haiti, or just someone who's interested in Haiti... I guess, what would be some wise steps that they would take, whether that's like, you know, being interested in opening up a business, maybe working with the locals and the government, like, what would that look like? I'd say for someone who'd like to invest in Haiti, there are countless opportunities. That's one thing I've 
always noticed and I've always I've always uh, witnessed. However, um, I would say when it comes to Haiti, there are two sectors, if not three sectors, that I believe have the most available opportunities, which are the the agri agriculture business, the education, and it, well, education is not not really a business. But in a sense where that field, there are so many opportunities. We have, we have so much need for that sector. We can definitely have so much, so much more development within that sector. But when it comes to doing investment in Haiti, one would have to not only see the, the revenue side, but, but the investment truly in the country in the people, because that's what really uh, sometimes is the difference of on how, why, if you're going to survive down there or not. A good rapport with locals, making sure that you really know the, the, the category of business that you are going to. But at one point in time, Haiti was one of the most, when you come agriculture-wise, for, for Europe, Haiti was its source for sugar, tobacco, and so on and so forth. So the agricultural business in Haiti is is still rich, it's still unexplored, and that's something I would definitely recommend for anyone who would be looking into investing in Haiti. Agribusiness right now is really, really a, a great place to, to go to because that is not uh, something where, you know, if something were to happen in the country, because that's one of the most reasons you hear people say they want to invest in Haiti because of the uh, lack of security, but the agribusiness is really a safe haven, and it's a very good place to not only help boost the economy, you are also have, I would say, a sense of security if you go to, to something like that. And with agriculture, too, the the soil in Haiti is so, like, it has so many minerals, you know? I think we've talked about this in the past that, you know, it, it makes sense because that's something that kind of sets us apart from any other country or any other island. Yes, absolutely. It was no coincidence. Yes, we were in a private conversation and we got to talk about that. I was I was touring with the Minister of Tourism of Haiti in the United States and we made a stop in in um, Pennsylvania actually in Philly, Philadelphia. And a professor from that university was uh, telling us on how it's no coincidence that Haiti was so powerful for Europe around the time of slavery because the land was the location, the weather, and the, the, the land itself was so rich in so many minerals that the same things they would try to grow on, uh, on one island or a different country would not be the same. The richness, the taste, the flavor uh, was different. And it says it was no coincidence that this um, happened. It's because there are some mineral deposits that are in Haiti that they haven't found in some of the other countries that the Europeans tried at the time. So, and I was, he, and he was not Haitian, he's not like he was trying to be biased when he was telling me all these things that I was so grateful to learn all this uh, wonderful, wonderful information about Haiti and how, you know, we are, the, the land is very special in many ways. <laughs> it is, yeah, it is. Um, as far as location, would you advise people to look at whether it's agriculture or education, or would you advise any particular location like the north, the south? Um, here's the thing with Haiti: with with having the opportunity to pretty much visit um, the country from 
uh, I would say from all the different sites throughout the whole country, pretty much. I noticed certain areas have something that would make them progress faster. For example, my city where I come from is the northern side of the country. That's pretty much where history started for the country because most of the Tainos, the Indians that lived in the country before Christopher Columbus, quote unquote, discovered Haiti, were uh, in the northern area, and that's where he docked, he, uh, Christopher Columbus, docked, and pretty much that's kind of when history uh, was uh, sparked, or they started to write our history, I would say. And from then on, there's so much history in that, in the area, it makes it a great touristic site. So I would say the north, the north of Haiti is great for tourists. And we have a lot of mountains, we have beaches, we have historical sites. I mean, when I, when I moved out of there and I learned so much more about the city I lived in, I pretty much felt like I was living in a museum because almost every structure in that city, if not all, were have a historical background. Most of the houses, they have like the same Louisiana, French It does. I said the same thing. It reminded me of like New Orleans a little bit. Yeah. So that's exactly the the same type of houses because the French ended up in in Louisiana as well. So they still have the the name of the slave owner who who built that house. It's still on there. So so in such and such slave master used to live there. Then you have such and such used to live there. Then uh, uh, when things turned over after independence, then you had the emperors, the generals. They, you know, they took over all these properties and they're telling you this so-and-so lived there and -and so-and-so did this there. They assassinated so-and-so there. So pretty much the town that I grew up in felt like it was a museum the entire time and I and I had no idea but some in the south were towards like Lake Kai towards the Gladys area it's flat there's a lot of flat land there so there's a lot of plantation a lot of businesses main uh, big agriculture businesses have their plantations over there I had the opportunity of visiting the uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to pronounce that right I'm going to say it both in French and try to say it in English English it's a uh, Vetiver, which is a vertiver. How do you say that, Sabine? How do you, Lisa, help me out? Veti, say it again. It's, it's, uh, vetiver? vetiver. Yes. Vetiver. In English, I think. Yeah. I think yes. it's yeah. So they use, that's the main base, uh, baseline of what they use to make, uh, uh perfume. Yes. It's, a, it's, I, I use the essential oil. It's amazing. It's yeah. Amazing. It, it is amazing for so many things. Like, yes. So they, there's a, one of the major vetiver uh, plantations are, loca- are located in Haiti. I did From, not know that. Yes. So and it's in the south. He was actually looking to have another one in Kwadebuke, another plantation to grow his business. So they're, they're, that business, at the time when I visited, about three years ago or so, they were going on to their 25th year, and they are the one that's supplying most of the world's well-known perfume for Dior, for um, you name it. All, all, most of the big perfume brands that you could think of, Chanel, they are, they are clients of his and they're getting their vetiver from Haiti. And then you have, uh, um, there's another company I know of who plants, uh, they do 
uh, uh, greenery in Haiti. So they have a great amount of plantation in the South. So it's, uh, so I'd say the South is great for agribusiness, but as well as you have, you're in an island. So the entire country uh, is surrounded by beautiful beaches. So an opportunity like that, you'll still be able to enjoy the beaches and still have some historical sites and everything to do. And then the Port-au-Prince area is when you hustle and bustle with things are happening. So I'd say, yeah, different sides of Haiti could definitely have better uh, benefits uh, when you visit. Like Lagunag is one place where a lot of people do fishing and also the all-inclusive resort is located there. So, you know, different areas in Haiti are great, are better at different things, but out to the entire country as a whole is a great spot you know, for, to learn about the culture and history and for tourism as well. So speaking of culture, you grew up in Haiti and moved to the States when you were 15. Mm -hmm. And you have clearly kept your connection to Haiti. I'm sure that that's, A, that's not common with everyone. Like sometimes people leave and they're like, I'm done, bye, you know, I'm American now, right? And, you know, I can relate. So I was born in the States, moved to Nigeria when I was two and was there from the time I was two till, till I was 16. But Ooh. I even heard you say that after you moved away, you found out more things about where you grew up. Um, like, I guess, how do you make sure that how, I guess, prior to this business that you have, how did you make sure you kept that bond going? And is that more, ch more or less challenging even with your daughter? And how do you encourage, I guess, other Haitian Americans to to really tap into the riches of their background and their culture if they weren't as exposed to it as you have been? Absolutely. I mean, when I left, it was involuntary. I didn't really want to leave. It was par parents were moving. So of course you had to move along with them. So I wanted to stay connected with my friends. I wanted to stay connected with my country. Then one thing led to another. When I ended up uh, opening up Haitian businesses, I was connecting with companies that were doing tours in Haiti, that were doing historical tours, companies who became my client. And through them, I was learning a lot more of my history through them. And it, it, it feels like it was meant to be, like I was meant to go there. But keeping my heritage, my culture as something that has never left me. And when I go back home, sometimes I visit my cousins. They're like, oh, my gosh, you've been in the state for 20 some years and you still sounds like you never left the way you speak the language. I'm like, was I supposed to change my language? No. If anything, I, may, I know I have a strong accent speaking uh, English, but my Creole accent if I'm talking around someone who, you know, in Haiti, they're, they're, sometimes they tend to think that once you leave the country for a certain amount of years, your accent changes. So, Oh, yeah, I get that a lot, too. People <laughs> are like, oh, you speak Yoruba so well. I'm like, uh, I learned it well. Like, exactly. What are you expecting? <laughs> exactly. So I, uh, so, so I was even more connected. I feel like I got more connected with Haiti after I left. I think it's a, it's a matter of not only wanting to stay connected back home and also wanted to, wanting to, uh, when you, as you grow, you wanted to really get to know who you are, not just in yourself, but through your past and through your history. Yeah. So, and then once you really get to, once you really find out who you really are through your history and it, it kind of changes you and you want to, uh, you kind of want to continue on the, what do you call these races in Olympic where one passes the torch to the next? So, um, for example, like the women liberators, the, uh, the women who are featured on the liberators back, they were able to fight uh, uh, in the revolution war against the, the oppressors. But our, you know, our 
fight today is a little different, but we're moving on with the torch. We're still going through, you know, we're still fighting the battles that are here with us today, but in a sense where we have to share our cultures with the world because the platform, now the world, the platform of the world is connected, um, not only in technology as we see and something like, uh, you know, simple as the virus that's, that's going around, they really show you how the world is truly connected. When one of us is affected, all of us can be affected by the same thing, whether it's love, whether it's a virus, whether it's history, whether it's culture, music, we can be all connected. So true. That is true. I feel like even... Even me, I was born here in the States, but I feel like as I've gotten older, my interest in Haiti has developed even more to the point where, I mean, I think I shocked my family last year. They've, I've been to, they, they're like, Sabine, you've been to, you've been to more places in Haiti than we have. And you've inspired us to, you've inspired us to kind of, you know, to our own country, you know, but it's something that I'm pretty sure your kids are watching and that you can you know, you can continue, I guess the, you can continue the legacy of, um, of Haiti. So yeah, thank you for that. I guess my, my last question about Haiti is how would you like people to view Haiti? Well, to view Haiti and all the different facets, to see all the different faces, to see all the different uh, categories, to see the, all the different layers, not just what might be in mainstream media, but uh, get to uh, get to know us as people, as um, our culture, our heritage, history. And once you get to know a little bit about that, then you might have a different perspective what Haiti what Haiti is and what Haitians are. And that would probably give us the better chance to see much more of what we have in common that can bring us together, whether things that can divide us. Because we're, at the end of the day, we're all human. We just all want to be loved and share what we have. So back to the business for a second. Personally, what does success mean to you? And when did you know that you had made it? Making it is, uh, I don't know if I'd want to you know, say that. Yeah. Um, one of the things that was uh, remarkable into um, doing my business which, uh, with Haitian businesses was, was maybe within three or four months of having uh, the company that a major hotel that was being built in Haiti reached out to find out they were looking for a company to transport some things for them from Atlanta to Haiti and they reached out to use our services and I was like ah so you know if we can have these type of companies join us and see the work that we're doing is effective then we really have to continue with this mission so using all the different resources that we have available it shows me the uh, the necessity, the importance of the work that we're doing, but not not like more like I've made it, but uh, finding the essence, finding the purpose, finding my purpose was more so what gratifying and satisfying for me, whether than make it because uh, when you really find the purpose of what you're doing, and you really see the if the effect that it could have. Uh, the positive effect. So uh, that's really what really did it for me. Yeah, I love that because it's true. Success looks different from person to person. So yeah, so I think to your point, you you were successful when you realized you were meeting this need and you found this purpose that you that you could meet in a way that nobody else could. Exactly. So that's that's so awesome. Thank you. So I'm curious to find out what, so because you run Haitian businesses, which is like a marketing agency, you 
run a tea company with inspired by your daughter. Um, and then you're also on the board of a nonprofit. What are your daily habits? Like, how do you prioritize your time? How do you get things done? <laughs> Great question. Yes, 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 yes. I mean, when at some point I was doing all of these things on my own, which it was just a one woman show at some point, but it got, it got to a point where I had to, I had to bring in some people to assist with the work uh, that I was doing because it became quite, uh, um, you know, overwhelming for one person to maintain. And so daily habits, uh, one has to really uh, remain organized and prioritize all your tasks and really take advantage of every single moment. Maximize every single moment as to what you could do, what you could do at that time. Don't try not to leave anything for later. For example, there was another, there was another a podcast that I was supposed to do while I was supposed to be in Haiti this past week. And so I went to Haiti for just a few hours a few weeks ago. And I said, you know what, let me go ahead and schedule it anyway. So I had the person come meet me at the airport because I was going to be just near the airport to pick up a few things and then uh, fly right back. And if I did not do it then, I would not have been able to do it now. So I said, okay, so here it is. Another example of don't leave anything you can do now for later because you never know what later can bring on because when you want wake up in the morning you you know have to get to you know your you know your personal time uh your prayers meditation but uh, you know again then get to you know taking care of family then moving on to uh emails messages then you know normal business days make sure you keep respect the hours because things can easily get out of line with you be up, you know, glued to a computer 24-7 because there would always be something you could do to either satisfy a client, whether it's something to learn to uh, improve your business. Uh, there's always something you could do. So there's, all, you, you, I could literally be stuck to a screen 24-7, but when it's human, you have to prioritize time, prioritize family, uh, uh, put everything into a, um, a certain schedule, a schedule that is crucial to respect a schedule for one to maintain a personal life and also keep the, the, the you know, the business life thriving because not, uh, not, or not keeping things organized could easily uh, make things going from, you know, nice and smooth to total uh, catastrophe. So it's important to stay organized. I love how you said respect the schedule. That's one thing that I'm working on now because you can have a schedule. Following it is a whole other thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I had to learn that. I didn't, it didn't just all come to me. The entire thing is a process because even when I was just starting, like you should see the logo I started with uh, six years ago. Uh, by the time it's uh, it's uh, it's the anniversary tomorrow, so oh we happy are, anniversary! Oh, wow, that's a huge accomplishment. Thank you. So you should see the logo we started with back then to where we are to where we are now. A few years ago, I've had this logo, and I think it's it fits and it's okay. We can keep it maybe for another few years. So there's always room for growth. You'd always have you know there's always opportunities out there to 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 rebrand to change. Uh, what you're doing for the better, to better serve and to, you know, being able to put your task in order to, to keep your life going nice and smooth. I like that. 
so if someone is hearing this podcast and they are completely inspired and they're like, okay, I need to do my version of what Sandra's doing, what would your advice be to them? Here's what I, here's what I often say when I get to speak, because what happened to me is I was, I uh, came across a problem, which was not having uh, the contacts to the right local Haitian businesses at the time to use in South Florida. And I tried to find a solution for it. And in finding that solution, I ended up creating the Haitian businesses platform. So to most people, I say, for every problem you encounter, most of the time it's an opportunity for you to create a solution. And oftentimes there it's a business solution or it's an, it's a great platform. It's something that can connect people to whatever level. Maybe if you feel like it's, you know, the music and, uh, and your culture or your community is not where it should be. What can you do? What can you bring to that sector to, to, for betterment or to empower it? So pretty much that's, that's, has been the thing I, you know, get to say oftentimes it, and the problem you encounter, you know, and when you're trying to, if you don't have a solution, there's not already a solution around for it. You think about creating a solution and oftentimes it's a great opportunity, not for you, but you bring change to your community and for those around you. Yeah, I think that's key, especially for business. I mean, if you think about it as seeing a need and solving it, you know, it'll, it'll be a successful business, right? Absolutely. And uh, because you have the, uh, Look at the babies, the babies' gadgets. Most of them were created by moms who were, who were having difficulties doing things. And to ease up their task, it, this, okay, so if I do this this way, it'll help. And then, you know, that's how most of the things, you know, the baby gadgets um, are invented. So uh, I think our creativity, uh, you know, can keep on going in just about every sector. I encourage everyone to, you know, find that calling inside you, find that inspiration and it's there. I believe everyone has a purpose. We weren't just here for just to be here, but each of us have a purpose to fulfill. And when you find that, it, it helps you, you know, know why you wake up uh, each and every morning. It's, um, it's really satisfying and it's, I'm very grateful that I was able to find my purpose in life. So there's a bonus question that I just have to ask you. I feel like you spoke to it a little bit earlier, but um, given, again, where we are and what's going on in, in, in life, what would you say that the world needs more of or less of? Ah, oh, it's funny that you say that because I really was thinking hard about that last night. The world had become a self-distant place without us having to be self-distant uh in a sense where families were no longer most families i wouldn't say but uh, uh nowadays family weren't wasn't really represented how it always was or back in the days how technology was playing a part in uh, in households where you know, children are very distant from their parents. It's like we're living in the same house, but we're in two different worlds. You know, a lot, the rate of single mothers, you know, is quite high. The rate of people in jail is, you know, the, the numbers are growing and growing. We need more jail. You know, and it, it, just, it was becoming a place where I feel like we didn't see, we didn't get to see or appreciate the real things that we had, which were family, which was time, 
And I think this situation had make us appreciate time together. Um, to be honest, you would have people in houses that are not confined, but in quarantine that don't really even know how to interact each other because the one, you know, one was going out in the morning, one is coming in at night, you people don't really see each other. So, you know, kids don't have the, the right type. So, and now I, I believe that is bringing people together more than, uh, in a different level than it was before. So I think this is the time where, you know, we need more of, we need more time with uh, the ones you love. You need more time uh, to appreciate the things and the people that matter and really to put uh, uh, less pettiness, less negativity, less like internet trolling because that, that kind of became something. I don't know why, where it was okay to, you know, to, to bully others, uh, whether it was in school or online or at work or wherever. So it is time to uh, uh, put what matters, is, what matters uh, uh, in the forefront and what doesn't matter aside. Because clearly, um, I know the, the, the country or the world seeing uh, very different uh, uh, aspects of the humankind. And it, it's really showing that we are one. And the one thing that can keep us all glued together is compassion and love, I would say, the two things, rather. And we need more of that, more love, more compassion around the world so we can uh, uh, really get to open our eyes to see that we are one. And what mattered in China didn't used to matter in the United States, but nowadays what mattered in China matters in the United States. What matters in the United States matters in Brazil. So the world is, um, we're connected and we need to, really, really put our hands together and put love in the forefront of everything that we do so we can come out of this together and really stay uh, together and keep on focused on what and who matters. So true. Amen. So well I, love that. I don't have anything else to add. Yeah, that's... Um, Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. That's very well said. Thank you so much for just taking the time to just sit with us. I feel like we got so much. We got a, um, a history lesson on Haiti. We got business tips. We got your yes. story. Yeah, we just got so much information. We're so great. We got some wellness tips. Yeah, some wellness tips. <laughs> yes. yes. Moringa for the win. <laughs> yes. yes. Boost your yes, immune yes. system during these times. Absolutely. But uh, just thank you. You're, you're such a wealth of knowledge. And I, I love talking to you. I, I tell you this every time we talk. I could talk to you for hours. <laughs> so I just thank you for your time. And I know everybody will get so much from, um, from what you said today. Thanks. Thank you so much, ladies, for having me. It's, it's really, it really was a pleasure. And I really, really appreciate the time that I got to spend with you. I hope everyone who's listening to the podcast gets to enjoy it and find a source of inspiration to, uh, I mean, if you don't already have a source of inspiration to, to find your purpose or to keep going, you know, keep at it, keep on pushing. We will make it. We are, we are in this together and yeah. we'll make it. Yes. <laughs> well said. Thanks, Sandra. Bye bye, ladies. Bye. Bye. Sabine, so who would you give kudos to this week? So I would take Amanda Ray out for a cup of coffee. And she's the COO of 17 Hats. And as you guys know from the last episode, I shared that the month of April, I was on a 30 
day business makeover challenge. And she headed that group of entrepreneurs, solopreneurs. And I feel like she's been such an inspiration. She's like my new mentor, coach. I just feel like I learned so much about her. And just to keep forward, keep going forward and um, continuing to strive during this time of uncertainty for business owners. So I would take her out for a cup of coffee. She lives in Pasadena. So as soon as we get um, availability, not availability, but the chance to travel again, um, I would fly to Pasadena and we would go to a coffee shop and I'd get a lot more inspiration from her. So thank you, Amanda Ray, for all the inspiration that you shared um, and that you've been to me. What about yourself? So I'm going to do two people today because it's just been that kind of week. I would take out my dear friend, Andrea Nitka, who is a nurse and just friend extraordinaire in the middle of it all. So clearly we're in the middle of this coronavirus pandemic, the nurses and doctors, and so many people are working their fingers to the bone right now to take care of people. And she's one of those people. But in addition to her busy job, she has just been a really good friend and neighbor. She lives pretty close to where I live. And there have been different times when she would be at the grocery store and she'd call me to make sure I had something. And if I didn't have it, would grab it for me and drop it off. She's That's even so nice. made meals for me and had me come and pick them up in the middle of all that's going on. So just kudos to Andrea. Thanks for being a great friend in addition to just your service to you know, all of us in the medical profession right at this time. Um, and my second kudos would go to the singer Tori Kelly. So she's a pop and gospel singer okay. who is gorgeous and has the most amazing voice. And she's been doing this thing called Quarantine for, I think, most afternoons from Monday through Friday on Instagram Live. She basically is on the live with her guitar in hand and takes requests and sings and just has a great time on Instagram Live lifting everyone up with her amazing talent. So definitely Tori will, I'll take her out for tea. So actually I'm taking them both out for tea. Andrea is definitely a tea drinker. Don't know if I said that. Not only is she a tea drinker, she has the kind of tea kettle that is hashtag goals for me. It's one of these kettles that boils water to the precise temperature of the kind of tea you're drinking. So wow, you know, that is a, a serious tea drinker. White tea button, green tea button, black tea button, you know, herbal tea button, that kind of fancy kettle. So Andrea is definitely getting tea. And um, yeah, I think Tori's been doing quarantine. I just feel like, I just think she's a tea drinker. She's also a singer. Most singers are tea drinkers. So I say, so yeah, <laughs> so they're both getting tea. Um, my real life good friend and my BFF in my mind and in the future, Tori Kelly. So those are my kudos. Thank you listeners for joining us on another episode of Coffee and Tea with SNL. You can find us where you find all of your podcasts. Spotify, Apple, Google, all of the places, iHeartRadio, like really all of the places. Everywhere. Share, subscribe. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Sabine and Lisa. And you can catch us online as well. Yes. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.